it's easy to see why some investigators have claimed that when they visited this sanatorium, they were attacked by a violent spirit, yanked, scratched, and some declaring they feel unwelcome. Investigators have captured a variety of encounters that reveal the darkest secrets of this hospital. In 2002, a woman was found dead. Dude, oh what? my god. I just saw a freaking orb on your screen. Like some crazy Seriously? Like on the recording. You'll see it. Like okay. it's blue. It, and it was like the stringy thing. So it didn't look like it was not a bug. Really? I'm not even kidding you. I just got full body chills. Like. Well, it why, like, why are you going to tell me this now? Because now I'm freaking I'm so out. Sorry. I just freaked out, dude. It like literally stopped next to your head and then went away. Is this, It's not there anymore? It's not there anymore. I'm not even kidding you. It's like, you'll see it. I I hope to God you see it. Like, I okay. just saw that. I, I'm speechless. Okay. Oh, should we say a prayer? <laughs> cross. <Amen>. Cross. Uh, <laughs> maybe I should bless my. Bless my. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, gosh. That was All right, epic, here we go. dude. Crazy. Okay. okay. In 2002, a woman was found dead outside from hypothermia. Months later, a man was found having hung himself only a quarter mile away. Both residents of Indiana State Sanatorium, then known as the Lee Allen Bryant Healthcare Center. In 2006, multiple residents wandered off in separate incidents and were later found dead. In 2009, there was a murder-suicide of two employees. There have been over 4,000 confirmed deaths and many more tragedies in the over 100 years of operations at the Indiana State Sanatorium. The history is bloody and dark, but today, anyone can book a ghost and investigation tour and have their own paranormal encounter. In 1908, the Indiana State Sanatorium was opened to combat the tuberculosis epidemic. Located just outside of Rockville, the hospital consisted of a main administration building and two wings, one for men and the other for women. As with many medical facilities during this time, Indiana State Sanatorium had plenty of open-air access for patients through windows and porches, and it was also the largest tuberculosis care facility in the state. With over 120,000 square feet to explore, the location was known for having a nursing home, mental and tuberculosis hospitals, supporting buildings, and thousands of feet of steam tunnels underground. Indiana State Sanatorium served its purpose between 1908 and 1968, before it was reopened in 1976 and operated as a nursing home and private mental hospital until 2011. This is when it was abruptly closed for good, leaving behind various medical equipment and beds. However, 
What many did not realize until after the final closure was that Indiana State Sanatorium is still home to patients who never checked out. Welcome back to Icker and Ink, where we dredge the depths of the horrific and hilarious in all their gore and glory. I am, as always, Micah. I'm Chelsea. And today, we are taking a stroll through the infamous hospital that has garnered attention from all over the world, the Indiana State Sanatorium. This topic was suggested to us by none other than the boys over at the Middle Age and Creep Out podcast. They did an episode on this haunted sanatorium and asked us to do one also, probably so they could compare notes and see how much better we are than them. Probably. Just kidding. These guys are awesome. They have been doing the horror and paranormal podcasting thing for a very, very long time, and they've been doing it right. We can only hope to achieve what they already have. Go check them out if you haven't already. If you're looking for the next great thing, check out Mako Podcast. That's Middle Age and Creeped Out Podcast. I will leave a link in the show notes. And also, thank you guys for the suggested topic. If you've heard this story, let us know in the comments. If you learned something new, let us know that too. That's what we're here for. That's what we're all about, to share some stories, pass on some knowledge, and have a good time doing it. So sit back, relax, and hit that thumbs up. We are just two nerdy authors who love telling stories, and this is Icker and Inc. Chelsea, what is happening? Oh, development edits. Oh, nice. Uh, this yeah. is for, not yours, because you're past development. So what are you doing? No, no, no. This is, this is for me. Oh, this is you, my got development de- you got development yeah. edits back. Ooh. Oh, I'm crying my way through. Naughty. <laughs> I Naughty, have, um, Chelsea. I, I have already spoken to my editor, and I was like, this might sound absolutely maddening, but how do you feel about starting line edits in two to three weeks? <laughs> and he's like... You've lost your mind. Let's do it. I cannot tell you the anxiety I have with development edits. I have shared that on my socials, but I used to have a really bad relationship with development edits. Like anxiety was crippling and I could not even look at my manuscript. So yeah, it was really, really ugly. So this is a much healthier relationship with book three. Uh, Good, good. Anxiety is still there. I think that's natural when you've yeah. poured your heart and soul for a year into a right. book. Right. Uh, but his first words out of his mouth were, I really enjoyed this one. And for somebody like him who doesn't give compliments, yeah, that was massive. Awesome. Can I make a suggestion? In book four, since I am so, so sick of fantasy, can we change book four into like a murder mystery? Um, maybe modern day, modern day. Okay. Somehow, some like, 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 like the characters in, in your story, they come across a, I don't know, let's say a wardrobe. And when they open said wardrobe, it transports them into modern day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And then mm -hmm. it's just like, it's just like a happy, maybe, maybe like a rom-com murder mystery. It's just a suggestion. I mean, I'm cool with it. If Henry Cavill can be in it. Oh, he's absolutely. And I've already talked to him. Okay, cool. I mean, I will 100% scrape the entire thing and re-outline it for cool. Henry. You know, I think we had this discussion before. Correct me if I'm wrong. The the, the discussion where, where I, Micah, myself, and uh, Mr. Cavill uh, are, are quite similar in yes. size, stature, <laughs> looks, shape, just, just general awesomeness. I, I think we've had that discussion before. We have had this discussion before. So if you want, and I don't want to like assume anything, but if you want to take Henry's place in this. Yeah, yeah? Yeah, I'm done. 
Yeah, okay. totally down. Cool. I mean, I might have to do a couple push-ups to like, you know, get back into. Just a couple. My, I mean, you're yeah, like right couple. there. So you're yeah, totally. I'm almost there. I think yeah. the only thing uh, Mr. Cavill and myself have in common is we both have hairy chests. I think that's the <laughs> absolute only thing. I, I love Henry, dude. I love I, him. I love Henry. Yeah. So it's okay. I get yeah, it. I fell, I fell in love with him when he did uh, Man of Steel. Man, oh my he God. Just, Man he of Steel. He just nailed it. Dude, that remains. I don't give a crap what anybody says. That nope. remains the best freaking Superman movie. It is 100%. Yeah. of the journey we yeah. have with Clark Kent. Yeah. I, it, is, that, it is 100%. There's no question about it. Yes. I don't understand where the hate comes from. I would like I to either. see where the hate comes from. Me too. But it is, uh, it is hands down the best Superman movie. I, I, I dare say, okay, if it weren't for Nolan's Batman's, I would dare say it was the best DC movie ever made. I do love Nolan's Batman's. I absolutely am right there with you. Yeah. Uh, but I, I will go out on a limb for you and say that Man of Steel is the best DC movie and one wow. of my all-time favorites. Okay. Like, I will legit watch that movie once a week if I could. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, okay. And take it a step further. When I am editing or am I in a creative hotspot, I have Man of Steel's album going. In oh, do you really? Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm not okay. kidding you. Cool. Like, That's awesome. Like, if we're getting to confessions, that is yeah. it. Well, you know, I think a lot of the a lot of the nerd boys, you know, they mm-hmm. they didn't like the fact, or everyone fi- always finds something to pick apart, right? You of got course, to because it's, it's the internet, and everyone has an opinion, and everyone's opinion, even though it's different from everybody else's, is always right. Right. Try to figure that out on paper; it doesn't work. But apparently, that's how modern society works. I know all the nerd boys; they were uh, one of the things they picked out was the fact that Superman killed Zod at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. What else could he freaking do? They're equals. He couldn't. He couldn't stop him. Zod yeah. would never stop. Well, Zod wasn't going to stop. I mean, right. his well, his big speech, his purpose, everything right? His about whole purpose. It. Yeah. 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 I mean, he was going. He was his words. Either you die or I do. Right. Like, right. We're going so Super- down. Superman didn't have a choice. He had no choice. Yeah. And I know that you know in the comic books, you know Superman would never kill. That's not necessarily true because Superman killed Doomsday again. Yeah. Why? Because he didn't have a choice. Right. And he in this situation, in the storyline, right. he does not have a choice. And let's take it one step further. Zod was getting ready to kill a family, a mother with her kids. And right. I think the father was there. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. Um, even though I've seen the movie a thousand times, I cannot remember if the sure. father was there. Yeah. But he's getting ready to kill those people. Yeah. Like, what was Superman supposed to do? Knock him out? Right. No. It, yeah. It just people, you know, uh, I hate that. His you know. greater moral compass is to save the good of humanity. Right. Even and it's not so much the fact that he killed Zod. It was the fact that he took a life. He didn't want to take a life. That was a sacrifice. No, and for that him. was the big moment in right. the scene. Like he drops to his knees. Like this is a huge moment. Right. <sighs> yeah. So I, I. So any. Anyways, the haters. If you hate that movie, tell us. Tell us in the comments, uh, either on YouTube or it, whatever platform you're listening on, or go to our Instagram. Tell us why you hate the movie, because I yeah. love that movie. I love it. I yeah. like Superman is my man. And that was before Henry was Superman. Like, I yeah. have always been a hardcore yeah. Superman fan. But yeah. I'm also, as storytellers, as you can probably appreciate, I love, love, love the journey of a protagonist and it not being easy. And right, him discovering his purpose, his identity, yeah. who he is. Yeah. That is really told in this movie. They, they did it so well. And yeah. during that, I, I, as you were talking about that, the, the scene when he, uh, 
when he's in the fishing village and he's got that that uh, crazy sweater on, but he's got the yes. he's got the beard going and everything. Yes, man, boy, I'm telling <laughs> you, I look, look, I'm I'm as I'm as straight as can be, man. I like <laughs> women. I like I like I like the ladies, but uh, look, look, listen, that was some, that was some, that's some eye candy thing. right there. That was some eye candy right there. <laughs> Poltergeist activity is described as a spirit who is able to cause physical disturbances, including throwing items, loud noises, and destroying things. In the heart of the sanatorium, you will find a laundry room, previously used by the staff to wash bedsheets, clothing, and other such items. It is now considered a hotspot for poltergeist activity. Many who used to work here have reported strange encounters in the laundry room, even witnessing items being thrown across the room. Some have also come forward to say that washing machines would turn on at random. Poltergeist activity has continued after the closure, with items still being tossed and loud noises being heard. So who is responsible for this? Take a tour through the Indiana State Sanatorium and you might just witness one of the infamous shadow figures. Ghost hunters who have investigated the location have caught footage of apparitions and shifting shadows. It just so happens that there is an apparition of a woman who is caught frequently by multiple people. She is always in the general area of the laundry room, so it is theorized that she may be responsible for all the poltergeist activity. In the old wings of the tuberculosis hospital, listen closely. In any of those rooms, you may just hear the wheezes of a sick patient. Disembodied voices can be heard all throughout the hospital, both male and female, along with coughing. Many believe these are the patients who checked in and never left. Along with the voices and shadow figures, it should come as no surprise that many have reported hearing the phantom footsteps up and down stairs and halls. While the entire hospital is riddled with the steps of the dead, Adams Hall is infamous. Here, it's become clear the spirits enjoy making noises. Almost anyone can come to Adams Hall and hear the echo of phantom footsteps in the stairwells. Along with the infamous phantom steps in Adams Hall, many report strange feelings and being watched. Amongst the entire hospital, this is one of the most notorious hotspots. So, you know, I'd like to see a blueprint of the sanatorium to see where Adams Hall is compared to, you know, compared to where everything else is. Mm-hmm. I wonder yeah. I wonder why it is more of a hotspot than other, other places. Well, and we're going to get into that, which is oh. what is so fascinating is the history behind the area around Adams Hall. Cool. But what I found interesting, and I'll be interested to hear what you have to say, is the history of Adams Hall is pretty, pretty intense. But there's still poltergeist activity in the laundry room, even though that was such a mundane area. Sure, right. Harrison. So huh. okay. I'm going to be, I'm kind of interested to hear what you have to say. Cool. Yeah, I'm super excited. Well, let's uh, let us tarry no further and continue. As we've come to discuss, this location wasn't just for those sick with tuberculosis. It was also a place for the mentally ill. Violent patients were kept on the fifth floor. These were the patients who would be strapped down, sedated, and monitored constantly due to their aggressive nature. Although it is believed that the inhumane and harsh treatment of these patients only added to their unstable behavior. And it is Adams Hall where they were admitted. Oh, okay. I get it now. See? See? 
which also happens to be one of the most haunted locations in the Indiana State Sanatorium. You see, beyond tuberculosis and other infectious diseases, the hospital treated those with severe depression, psychosis, personality disorders, and other such neurological illnesses. And by some sources, these patients were not treated well. It's easy to see why some investigators have claimed that when they visited this sanatorium, they were attacked by a violent spirit, yanked, scratched, and some declaring they feel unwelcome. Investigators have captured a variety of encounters that reveal the darkest secrets of this hospital. One such source has mentioned the ghost of Gertrude. It is said that she is one of the mistreated patients there, although the reasons for her death are never revealed. So it's unclear when she was a patient. But what is made clear is that she is vengeful and stalks the halls to this day, looking for justice for her abuse. From destination fear to any avid ghost hunter, you will find many who have investigated here. There are dozens of YouTube videos out there of paranormal enthusiasts who have walked the abandoned corridors of this hospital. This is because anyone can book an overnight stay at the sanatorium if they dare. I think we should dare. I would totally do it. Yeah, I think we, and you know what? Since this is in the Mako boys' backyard, the middle Asian creeped out guys, they'd probably go with us. So we should I do think it. We should do a whole freaking group. Yeah, all right, let's do it. One such guest described his experience as life-changing. As not a believer in ghosts, he went with a group of friends for an overnight stay. While at the time of this recording, he has not provided all the details of his encounter, he did describe two separate instances. The first strange event happened early into the evening. He and his friends were with their tour guide when the tour guide pulled out a spirit box. They had a session right there. But when the tour guide asked if there was anyone the spirit wished to speak to, the spirit box came back with an answer, Sean. Sean happened to be one of the friends. Startled, the tour guide shuffled him into a private room. He gave Sean his own spirit box, shut the door, and waited. After 15 minutes, Sean came out visibly shaken. He said that he heard whispering in the spirit box, and he'd also broken out in sweats all over despite his left arm feeling ice cold. The next event that was documented was closer to the end of the night. There were only a couple of groups and having access to over 90,000 square feet of the facilities, they did not interact. As the group of friends were beginning their approach to the exit, a voice came through repeatedly stating, joke ahead. As they stopped behind the other group about 20 minutes later, they overheard the people in the front state the joke that they'd told the spirit in the tunnels was not well received. In fact, the spirit had told the group to F off. Upon reviewing the timestamps from the equipment of both groups, they realized that not only were they only a few hundred feet from each other when it occurred, but that the joke ahead comment had come through only minutes after the encounter in the tunnels. Okay, so I have to ask, what was the joke? The guy never said. So I'm assuming it was not well received because the spirit had said F off. And for all listeners, the spirit said the full word, F-U-C-K. You you can say the full word and I'll I'll beep it. I know you want to. Go ahead and say it, Chelsea. Okay, fuck off. There you go. (laughs) See, the the audience doesn't know any different because I edited it. (laughs) So... But yeah, I don't know what the joke was said. I, I don't know what it was, but... The spirit yeah, was pissed off and then proceeded to go to the group of friends that we were following in the story, yeah, yeah. which was really cool. That's really cool. It's all, it's also very interesting and kind of creepy. I mean, it, obviously super creepy, but it's really cool that there were two different groups 
but they never actually encountered Interacted. each other. That's yeah. pretty wild. Yeah. Why or where is the other 30,000 square feet? Why can't yeah. we get to it? Why is it inaccessible? Right. Yeah. Right. Have they just not let people in there because the spirits are too violent? Like Right. Right. The amount of paranormal events and just continuous things that happen at this facility, yeah. I would I'd pay money to go here. Awesome. You got the Chelsea seal of approval right there for uh, for this location. So, <laughs> Done. you know, let's let's book a trip and let's make it happen. Oh my gosh, that would be nuts. We have yeah. to go with the boys though. That, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It'd be awesome. Yeah. It'd be awesome. And that does it for this chapter of Icker and Ink. I hope you enjoyed it. Please remember to hit that thumbs up button and subscribe to the channel if you want more content like this. Hit the bell to be notified when new content drops, which is at least twice a week. Do you have a suggestion or a creepy story to share? Email us at ickerninkpodcast at gmail.com and remember to tell us if you want your name mentioned or if you would like to remain anonymous. Shout out to Michelle Piper at mpiper underscore writes on Instagram. She is one of us and you could be too. Merch is a thing. Patreon is a thing. And we truly thank you for joining us each and every week. Please like and subscribe. Leave us a review if you're listening. Reviews help bring other members to the cult. Until next time, I have been Micah. I've been Chelsea. Together we have been Icker and Ink. And you have been a beautiful audience. Good night. Good night. <laughs>